is going on, everybody? It is Thursday, March 31st. Another Tailgoats episode. My name is Will Finn. I'm joined by my brother, Andy Finn, and the man in the middle, Mark Serzik. Andy, we still don't have a nickname for you, but that's okay. How are you guys feeling this evening? Doing great. I'm good. It's kind of mellow. I'm fine. Yeah. This, this is fine. <laughs> How do you guys want to kick the show off? We kind of had a weird sports week. We did really, really, really well with the Sweet 16, and then I think we split 2-2 two and two on the Elite 8. The Final Four is set heading towards New Orleans. New Orleans. We got... Yeah, those uh, Elite 8 games kind of stunk. But we yeah. got every one of them right. But they're all. Oh, I'm sorry. We got everyone in the Sweet 16, right? We split do, do you guys think the momentum dies down once they get to that Elite Eight game? Like the excitement? Yeah. There, there's so much on the line. You're one step away from being in the Final Four, and, you know, nerves get it to be a part of it. And I think it know, dies down. The, the St. Peter magic died down. Miami's, you know, magic died down. Those higher seeds, they face the true Goliaths and. Honestly, the excitement now is the Duke North Carolina game. First time, which Eric Church just canceled his concert <laughs> so he could go to this wow. game. So uh, fans are pretty upset about that. How much do you guys think that it, Andy brought up something I completely forgot about with this momentum? How much do you think that going from playing in these basketball arenas and then going playing in this massive arena, I I went and wa- watched at Lucas Oil Field, Duke Butler, which was one of the craziest sporting events I could ever go to in my life. I don't, I mean, it's up there, top 10. Uh, it's a very, very different vibe. It's very, very big. I, these guys go and practice there, but it's not the same with the massive backdrop behind you where you're literally shooting and there's no one really behind you. It's, yeah, it, it, I don't like it. So I, I was actually thinking about that today because there's the women's Final Four coming to Cleveland in oh, a couple of years. I didn't know. That's awesome. And, yeah, it's it's out there. It's been announced. I, I Especially how much I follow women's basketball. And I thought about it and go, it sucks because we'll never have it here. We'll never have it in Cleveland because we don't have a dome up the road at First Energy. And now that they're doing it to these football stadiums, they're not going to come back to an NBA arena and do it. So it sucks. And I hate the curtain in the backdrop. It kind, of, it kind of reminds me of the Wolstein Center, like Cleveland State. Like you see that curtain back there, and just, I don't know, it looks JV. There were a lot of fans. Uh, Duke was, or Butler was nearby. Duke is obviously driving distance for Butler, um, Indianapolis, if you're a, a true Duke uh, fan for that game. Obviously, national championship, all bets are off, especially in college. Um, but with that being said... We're really bringing blue bloods to the national championship. There's coaching pedigrees there that will have these guys ready for that. Let's start with the the first game of the evening, which is going to tip off around six oh nine Eastern Standard Time. The Kansas Jayhawks coming in at thirty two and six, and the Villanova Wildcats thirty and seven. Both uh, pretty highly predicted to make the Final Four, and and here we are. Yeah, I'm nervous about this one because I got a lot of skin in the game. Right, Andy, you're, you go ahead and explain that contest that you're in because maybe we'll do something along the, the, the lines of that next year because uh, there's a lot of money on the line for you. It was fun to Monopoly. be part of. I think I got knocked out early last year, the first round or something, because I had a one seed. Well, go ahead and but explain. But you, you get yeah. a random team, and if you get the underdog, you even if you lose but your team covers, you take over the team that won. So I started off with Providence, who covered handsomely, and then they covered against Kansas. And 
this past game against Miami, Kansas was, I think it was minus four, four and a half, similar to what it, I believe it was. Whatever it was, but they won. I can go into my my thoughts on Kansas Villanova right now if you want me to. Absolutely. I've got all stats. That's where we're at. I've got both sides of what it's going to take for Villanova to win and what it's going to take for Kansas to win. Uh, when it comes to Villanova, Villanova has only been behind in two games so far in the tournament. Uh, versus Houston, they were ahead or tied the entire time. Versus OSU, same thing, ahead or tied. That's going to be a big factor. Is it, do they give up the lead and how big is that lead? So when they did give up the lead to Michigan, it only got to four. And against Delaware, one of those first-round games, right. you know, Delaware comes in hot. That lead got to seven, but they ended up winning by 20 points in that game. So it's how how far, if they ever give up the lead, how far do they let that lead go? And then what does Villanova do at the free throw line? They're one of the, I think they're the best free throw shooting te- team of all time. I think yeah. I saw that. So in the tournament, 83% right now. In the tournament, they have missed five free throws. That's that's stupid. So, and that's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and you once don't again, send them to the I, line. I hate talking about that backdrop thing, but I don't know how I'd be able to shoot with that depth perception. It's it's different. Yeah, and then on defense, you know, they kept the big thing was Houston chucks up threes. Houston shot five percent from the three point line. Uh, you know, Kansas also a big three point team, but Michigan was only fifty percent from the free throw line. OSU, same thing. And then when they played Delaware, they were three to 20, 15% from three pointers. So their defense, and don't miss your free throws against them because you know Villanova goes in the line, they ain't missing any. Andy, you got a lot of stake on this. Well, it comes to Kansas. Kansas is the tail of the halves. We saw with Providence that game, low scoring first half. They only allowed 17 points to Providence, but only scored 26. And everyone was like, hey, if they're going to do that against Miami, they're going to be in trouble. We saw that first half. They struggled with Miami first half, but second half they come out 47 to 15, outscore Miami. I just don't think Miami, Miami didn't belong there. Yeah. They I mean, were it was a testament to how well the ACC was this year, though. Yeah. So it's going to be can Kansas play two consistent halves of basketball, not have that one bad half and let Villanova run away with the lead? So they need to separate themselves and play a complete 40 minutes of basketball to win the game. They don't do that, and they send Villanova to the line. It's going to be all Villanova. This is a pretty sharp line. Odd Shark has the predicted score seventy-one to sixty-seven and a half, meaning the win by three and a half. The line's four and a half. Andy, I know you don't want to hear this. I think I'm leaning Villanova here plus four and a half. I think it's going to be a close enough game, and I don't think either of them are going to put each other away. I'm going to ride with the Jayhawks. I think the loss of uh, Justin Moore is going to hurt them. That's big. Yeah. He was one of their uh, key pieces. Fortunately, tore his Achilles. So I'm going to go with a healthier team and uh, go with Kansas. Yeah, the, the Bill South, Kansas, you know, Villanova is a very solid squad. Like you said, predicted to get there, but I think Bill South has a very good team this year and that injury going down. I think Kansas is just going to win. All right. Maybe by double digits. Looks Ooh. like looks like our official pick is in. We'll get that up on Twitter on Saturday. The boys are riding with. The Kansas Jayhawks minus four and a half. You're, I like you're it. You're going to have to find your Kansas jersey. I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving over to the ACC matchup, the first time in tournament history. These guys have so much history. It is probably considered the number one college rivalry in basketball, the Duke Blue Devils and North Carolina Tar Heels. So much history here, but if, from a gambling standpoint, the uh, last 10 games... 
the North Carolina Tar Heels have been 8-2 and two against the spread against Duke. They're fairly similar, similar against the spread, though, over the entire season. Duke, obviously, with the three guys, three-headed monster, predicted to all go in the first round. It's going to be fun to watch no matter what. I'm excited. The line, the last time they played, was 11, and North Carolina won outright. This one a bit smaller, four points. Yeah, it's tournament time. It's going gonna, it's gonna to crunch a little bit. I do wish... In this game, Roy Williams was still coaching. He might as well be. He's, yeah. been, on, he's been in the stands. With I'm the, sure he'll his, be there with his jacket. Right. Mask on and off the whole entire time. So, I mean, I've, I've got my notes for this game. I can run through it. Yeah, go uh, for it. If you want. My, my big thing for UNC is whose game is it going to be? You've got R.J. Davis. He scored 30 against Baylor. Uh, Caleb Love threw up 30 against UCLA. And then there's Brady Manick. What are you going to let him to do? If you let Brady Manick shoot threes and you, you know be active on rebounds, it, there's a lot of weapons you have to to stop in those starting five. Get them in foul trouble. Get to their bench. You got a good shot away in this game. Yeah, Manick hit five threes last time they played, so got to contain that. Yeah, he he has no issue shooting from beyond the arc. Uh, when it comes to Duke, it's the, the tail of the forwards. Uh, what are these guys going to do? Are, are they going to score? They've got th- almost 30 combined assists in the tournament so far. Uh, they got to score, but they also got to move the ball around. If they're able to do that, uh, their bench comes out and scores points as well for them. It's going to be that high-scoring game. I think it's going to be exciting. Hopefully, it's a you know one to two point game. It comes down to those final seconds. But I, I you're not going to like this. Will I, I like UNC here? Okay, Mark, I'm gonna go with Duke um, for the simple reason is last time they played. Duke was up in the first half, and then they completely got the doors blown off. You know, Coach K did that big apology. That team's going to be pissed off. They're going to, you know, play their asses off for uh, Coach K, and yep. hopefully they get him to the finals. Is this thing rigged to no. get Coach K to the finals? No. If, you ask, if you ask Justin, he says it because he had that early prop for uh, Duke to win it all. Right? So I, I think that's going to play their disadvantage. I think they're going to play mad. They're going to play too aggressive, and that's going to hurt them. I think UNC coming in as a what eight seed, yeah, not really predicted to be so. here. Uh, I think they're going to play more calm, collected. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I could see taking the Tar Heels with the points, but ultimately, I still see Duke. I I think this is going to be a game of runs. Uh, it can't coach K stop the bleeding at times. If Duke hits the three, th- I mean those three guys. are they're, they might be the best players remaining in the tournament. What would they say? How much water does weight Pablo loses? What seven pounds a game? Seven pounds a game, and it's insane. Uh, I'm taking Duke minus four. Probably stupid, but that, I usually stay away from them because every time I touch them, they uh, they don't cover. So r- removing spreads here, we're looking at potentially a, a Kansas versus Duke matchup in the finals. If that's what our our conglomerate uh, pick is here. That game is going to be one or two point spread. Uh, the good thing is, no matter what, you're getting a good finals matchup. I feel. No matter what, right. There's, there's been some tournaments in the past where you're just kind of, uh, I'm not really interested in watching it. You're getting a great one. It sucks that UNC and Duke are on the same side of the bracket. Right. It would have been cool to see that. Oh, if you had a final for that, that'd be awesome. But uh, I would like to see Kansas versus either one of these teams in the final. I don't. I don't know if North Carolina would beat uh, North uh, Villanova 
which would be an awesome rematch to their uh, the buzzer beater. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, and I don't think uh, North Carolina can beat Kansas either. I think that they can only beat Duke because mm-hmm. it's Duke, North Carolina. Yeah, and to be honest with you. Andy, I know you don't want to hear this either. I think that four points is a gift. The, the last time this game happened, it was an 11-point spread. I, I thought coming in it was going to be a little bit more. I thought it was going to be seven to eight points. I think four points is kind of a gift here, and it might go up. So You got to remember, though, UNC knocked off Baylor. I know. And they were, before Brady Manick was ejected, they were up by 25 points in that right. game. Right. Was it a big collapse? Absolutely. Now, watching that game, we talked about it. Baylor, Baylor was falling down left and right. I yeah. think refs got caught up in the, sure. the crowd sure. and the number one seed, and they were making some pretty questionable calls in that game <laughs> to let Baylor back in the game. But UNC ended up pulling out the victory in overtime. What do you think? Duke, Kansas, Mark, you're not in Vegas. The last time you were there for uh, the, the yeah. national championship was, well, I mean, guys, and I'll let Mark speak on this too, the, the, the final four national championship or any major event you don't even have to be at the game or the fight or whatever if it's out in Vegas. The atmosphere is unbelievable. Every sports book is packed, and they went to going nuts. I, being a Duke fan, and I think you could you saw this with me, that spread of that Duke-Wisconsin uh, national championship game was even. And, you know, was that like the Frank Kaminsky year yeah. with, with Wisconsin? There was a certain point before halftime I could not physically watch the game in the book anymore because it was so tense. Yeah, Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. People screaming at each other. Andy has not yet been baptized out there. And I, I think, soon, that, soon. I think that once like Andy sees what that's like, like, oh my God, you're watching fights with Tommy here. Imagine having 18 Tommies within 15 feet of you. Yeah, I can't imagine the player props out there. You know how I love those. Yeah, I mean, you can pretty much get anything in some of them. Uh, all right, what do you guys want to move on to? I, I've got this uh, Chris Rock, Will Smith stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth i'm going to okay i don't know if he's going to well he just had his stand-up show and he says he's still taking everything in he's not gonna really talk about it all right so it's not faked andy i don't i'm not talking on this topic (laughs) why because it's so opinionated and was it faked we could talk about if it was faked i think it was fake i don't know I'm undecided. Chris Rock was standing there with his hands behind his back. He no-sold it. And he ate that punch. Slap. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all the memes are out there. So, hey, people were watching it. It's crazy that he, Will Smith, went up and won an award like 10 minutes later. And I didn't see that video. Was it like nothing happened? He was like emotional and like apologized. Not to Chris Rock, but he apologized for like the Academy and Well, I mean Kanye West went up like to Taylor Swift and was like That was hey. almost more memorable than yeah. for me. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, what do you say? Uh uh, uh uh Taylor, I'm gonna let you finish, but yeah. Beyonce had one of the greatest music videos of all time. Yeah. And then like 
10 years later, Kanye West wrote a song and wrote like about, asked for permission about if he could talk about Taylor Swift in the song. And he recorded the phone call and it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it's so bad. And I almost swore there. Like, uh, my my aunt Donna said she's, they're no longer listening if we keep swearing. Let's keep the profanity down. (laughs) I mean it. No swear. (laughs) All right. The Chris Chris Rock Will Smith who knows I, I, everybody's so incredibly opinionated so so stupid I, like people are literally getting in a fight in the OR about talking about this and it, it's so it's so ridiculous I I thought that the the, the big thing was the GI Jane joke I, like it was it's not really funny but like you're up there and like it's, a, it's supposed to be kind yeah. of a roast so I don't know it is what it is. <laughs> What do we got out there? We got a big WrestleMania weekend. I believe it's WrestleMania 38. Correct. 38. And where it's in Dallas. Yes. I can't believe you're not going to this one. It's at Jerry's World, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll do a quick little run through if that's cool. Two days, right? Yeah. So a couple years ago, they expanded WrestleMania into two days. I'm always a fan of just the one day. I think it means a lot more. Uh, so night one, your main event's going to be Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, who's back. Uh, so that'll be interesting. And then Seth Seth Rollins is going to face Mr. McMahon's hand-picked opponent. Uh, so we'll find that out the night of the event. I have that as mystery opponent as well. There's Yes. N- any predictions? There's rumors that it's going to be uh, the nightmare, Cody Rhodes, coming over from AEW, coming back to WWE. So we'll see. Uh, and then uh, night two is kind of a... Oh, wait, but you skipped over a big one here. Yes, I want to go back to night one. The Mysterios is going to fight The Miz and Logan Paul. WrestleMania, they're putting way too many celebrities into this thing now. Uh, night one, you have Logan Paul. Night two, Johnny Knoxville. I, me and Andy were talking about and, this before we got over here. And Pat, Pat McAfee, who's actually a very good wrestler. Really? Yes, very good wrestler. He's going to have a match as well on night two. And then it's going to all be capped off with uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Uh, is that getting is that getting boring or no? I just hate that they tied both belts into it. Yeah. But I have a winner takes all for WWE and Universal Championships. Yep. Also, I, I, I can't believe you're skipping over this one. Night one, the KO show oh. with, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, he looks in great shape. He stopped drinking, didn't he? Can he really stop? I don't think he does. <laughs> I, I think he tells people it does, but he probably cut back a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially the release of that new American Lager. Who wins that? Well, I don't think it's necessarily a match because it's announced as, like, the KO show, which is, like, his talking segment. Oh. But it also sounds like he's been training for more than just doing a stunner and leaving. Right. So who knows what happens. They'll, they'll give him a match. They'll say, yeah. why don't we settle this right now? Or, That'd be sick. Do, do, do something for the fans. I'm going to go nuts this Sunday. I'll probably be calling you guys if you're not watching it. It's <laughs> this Sunday? Yeah. Oh. We got a big weekend. And then Monday, National Championship. Fantasy Slip, Baseball Slipknot. whole weekend. Oh, oh yeah. Slipknot. Slipknot on Monday. Slipknot hates wrestling. What do you have for <laughs> Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns? To be honest, I really don't care. Um, I know Angela's probably all in on Roman Reigns with his acknowledge me. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I honestly don't care. I, I honestly, I watch more probably AEW now. Right. But I'll, I'll still be tuning in. 
like I said, it just sucks that it's two days. It takes up your whole damn weekend. Right. And I mean, I thought it was kind of long. It was getting long when it was the one show, but yeah, I don't know. What else? We, what are, Johnny Knoxville, has he ever wrestled or is this like a one-off? Yeah. I, well, he, I think he got in promoting uh, Jackass. Is it Forever? Whatever, yeah, the newest the one. The new one on Paramount Plus. Yeah. So, um, what a free plug. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. What else do you guys have? I mean, we had NASCAR this past weekend on the road course. You were Excuse right me, there. who is this kid? Is he even a driver? Ew, bring it on, Earnhardt. You scared of the competition? I'm just as poor and stupid as you. I'm going to drive, and I'm going to go fast, and I'm going to turn to the left sometimes. Yeah, so towards the end of the race, it was a road course. Uh, Ross Chastain won the Xfinity. Or sorry, sorry, AJ Allmendinger won the Xfinity race Saturday. Um, Kyle Busch won the truck race Saturday. And then we go into the Sunday race. Ross, Chast- Ross Chastain, uh, Alex Bowman, and AJ Elmendinger all in the final three. They kind of separated in overtime. And uh, who took over the lead? Was it Bowman that took the lead? I believe so. Bowman took the lead, and uh, Chastain took out Almondinger and uh, ended up wrecking him. And he finished, ended up finishing 19th. He was a quarter mile away from the finish line and ends up finishing 19th. And Chastain just said, he, you know, I, I did what I had to do to win the race. And that oh, comes tough. with taking somebody out. And we talked about it. Mark said, I would do the same thing had I had been in that situation. But... I don't know that that that's tough to create enemies on the racetrack. That's not something that you want to do to get your first win. To get your first win, win, yeah. How many opportunities are you going to have? Right. I don't know. AJ's great on the road course, and you take him out. uh, You know, he he specializes in those. He only races road courses, from what NASCAR Kurt told us. Yeah. (laughs) Right. This weekend, moving forward to the Toyota Owners 400, Chase Elliott's a favorite, plus 850, Kyle Larson 900, Martin Truex Jr. 950. Uh, then you got Kyle Busch rounding out the top four. Looking at the statistics from the past, Kyle Larson's raced this race 14 different times. His average finish, or I'm sorry, at this course, 8.2. He's number one. That's why he's heavily favored. Crybaby, Denny Hamlin, average finish 9.4. Andy, you can get some good value on Denny Hamlin at plus 11.50. Denny just hasn't been the same, though. I know. It's been weird. What about the nerd? Third. (laughs) Do I just have some labels for these guys? All right, I'll keep going. Joey Logano, average finish 9.9. You can get in on Joey at plus 10.25. And every time he's the first, I go... There goes that nerd again. It just depends on the car and who's running fast that oh. day. Those guys that, you know, Denny Hamlin, uh, Joey Logano, those guys that won for you in the past, even uh, Kevin Harvick, they're just, yeah. they just don't have the vehicles anymore, and guys have caught up it's to them. It's crazy how that happens. Well, yeah. Why do you think, um, and I have Chase ranked 11th uh, active here, average finish 14.9. He's raced there 12 times, and he's the heavy favorite um, right ahead of Kyle Larson. And chases look good, but nothing near of any wins, especially at the road courses this past weekend. Yeah, road courses are tough for passing. You saw towards the end, like, you just got to be up there in that group. And once somebody separates and, you know, takes over the lead, they can run away with those uh, unless it comes to overtime. Last week's winner, Ross Chastain, checks in at plus 1,200. Tyler Reddick, he's been around plus 1,250. We haven't had any repeat winners this year. 
How about some love from maybe Blaney this weekend at plus thirteen twenty five? Are you done ta- losing your money on him? <laughs> He'll get his eventually. He was close in the Daytona, right? Yeah, or was the week after? He he was, was he was right there, but same thing got wrecked, and that's just how it goes. Unfortunate, but average finish thirteen point five that comes in at nine amongst the active drivers. Yeah, these guys don't care how other team you know other racers finish. They only care about themselves in those situations, and they're trying to win a race, trying to you know make that money for themselves and their sponsors. Uh, last stat I'm going to add here: active poll winners: Kevin Harvick times three, Denny Hamlin times three. Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano times two, and then Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. Martin's been wrecking like everything this year. Yeah, those guys. I think the new age of NASCAR is coming. I think time's starting to catch up to those guys, and you're starting to see these younger drivers compete a little bit more, and they've got the faster cars now. Anything else? Guys, that was a good episode. Was it? We'll see how wrong we are yeah. with all of our predictions. So wrapping it up, we did Duke minus four. I don't remember. Oh yeah, <laughs> Kansas minus four and a half. All right. Duke or uh, Andy Duke. likes the points. Andy likes the points. UNC's points, yes. UNC's points. Uh, did we pick an outright winner of the whole thing? If you if we had a future, Kansas. Of course, you're saying that because you have a lot of money involved in that. I'll go Kansas. Okay. You're going Duke. Duke. Of course I am. Of course I am. Alrighty, guys. I think I'm going to hand this one off to Scott Hall. Another good episode. We will see you next week. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.